Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. Well, it's a fresh start, May, and season five is definitely kicking off with a bang. We're still on a high from the month of April because April showers brought showers of blessings. We had an amazing April. Well, one, because April is always going to be great because it's our namesake. It was also great because we celebrated the resurrection and we are still in that overflow because we know that Jesus is risen. What an awesome God we serve. We were able to also welcome one of our dear sisters and friends into the greatest sorority in the land. Shout out to my girl, Bree. And that happened on the cusp of me celebrating my 19th anniversary as a Delta girl. At the end of the month, we celebrated with my pastor as he was awarded an honorary doctorate by his alma mater, Arkansas Baptist College. What an honor, what recognition. Finally, we completed the Jesus Everyday A Fresh Start 30 Day Challenge with a group of people who wanted to ignite their fresh start journey. And I can't even begin to explain to you how the Lord met us each and every day to remind us of his great love for us and to whisper to us each morning that in him, we have a fresh start. So here's my confession. I miss my sister immensely, and every day without her is getting harder and harder. Just because we're no longer experiencing first doesn't mean anything is easier. It's just very different. Conviction, when things are different, they sometimes cause us to be indifferent. I'm praying to regain a sense of my emotions. I still care deeply about people. I just don't care a lot about things. So conversations, what conversations are you having around your dinner table these days? For my family, we're in celebration mode because we have a big family trip coming up. And if you know my family, we never do anything small. So the only thing we're talking about is our family trip. So yes, April was indeed such a blessed month that its blessings are spilling over into May. And as we have enrolled into Fresh U, I can't help but think about the more we celebrate others, the more we have to be confident of who we are. The more we love others, the more we should be reassured of our love for God and our love for ourselves. Kurt Franklin has a song that I used to listen to repeatedly as a teenager. Actually, Kirk Franklin has a lot of songs that I listen to repeatedly as a teenager. Charnel and I love his music, and every time he performs in Atlanta, we were there. He's coming in June, and it will be the first time she won't be here to attend the concert with me. Pray my strength. But back to the song. The song is called Love, and some of the lyrics are, Love, a word that comes and goes but few people really know 
what it means to really love somebody. Love, though the tears may fade away, I'm so glad your love will stay because I love you and you show me, Jesus, what it really means to love. In this society, we use the word love so loosely. We tell people, I love you all of the time without really meaning it or never even showing it. Sure, we may have an affinity towards someone or we may be affectionate with someone, but do we actually love them? And more importantly, do we love ourselves? Last week, we discussed changing ourselves, challenging ourselves, and becoming the champion over ourselves. None of that is even possible without understanding our value, self-worth, or without truly loving ourselves. The decisions that we make in our lives are a reflection of what we believe about ourselves and the love we have for ourselves. When we direct emotions toward others, we're reflecting what lies at the base of our own emotions. For example, if you are someone who constantly tries to make others believe they are inferior, it is because you believe that you too are inferior. Many people don't take the time to form true opinions about other people, rather they just project the opinions about themselves onto others. This can either be positive or negative, and if you take a good assessment of our society, you'll find that it is often very negative. As students of Fresh U, we want you to be completely clear of not only who you are, but your value to the school and to the kingdom. Before you can even begin to understand where your value and worth lie, you must love the person you are and the person you have the potential to become. While psychologists have argued on the number of loves there actually are, most agree on the four fundamental types of love. And while we use the word love so casually in this present day, most people operate within these four types of love. However, when persons project the wrong type of love upon the wrong person, they find themselves searching for something they will never find. Eros. This type of love is erotic or passionate love. This love is about need and often the person who has the need is the focus rather than the person fulfilling the need. This type of love can be addicting and anything that is addicting can bring great joy or great sorrow. Eros love is not always returned evenly and can be felt without the object of the affection even knowing it exists. love. This type of love is love between equals or friends. It may be brotherly or sisterly love between friends, or it may be love between partners or lovers after the honeymoon phase has ended and a partnership has ensued. This love helps to qualm nerves and can be felt between those sharing it. Storage love. This type of love is an enduring love between mothers or fathers and children. This type of love exceeds boundaries and often looks beyond faults. Storage love allows the parent to forgive repeatedly and love in spite of anything the child has done. This type of love is inherent rather than learned and exceeds the love above. Agape love. This type of love represents the love God has for mankind and includes an overarching bar of forgiveness. While our essence of love should be modeled on agape love, 
we are incapable of truly loving in this form because only God has been able to truly offer complete forgiveness and love mankind unconditionally. However, we should strive to love as he has loved. So where do we tend to make errors in love or tend to get confused when we expect agape love from someone who only has Eros love for us? Or when we think someone has storage love for us, but they only have filler love for us. However, most people are deterred because they don't understand God's agape love for them. And in turn, they don't have love for themselves. It is impossible to truly love others if you don't have a clear definition of God's love for you and the love for yourself and the value you bring to the table. When God created the heavens and the earth, he decided that everything he had done was good. However, he still felt it necessary to create man and woman to have dominion over everything he had created. When he made man in his image, he said it was very good. Everything about God is perfect and good. The Bible reminds us that every good gift comes from God. So if we are made in his image, and God determined that his creation was good, then how can we not love ourselves? The problem then is not that we don't love ourselves. The problem occurs because we discover the parts of us that don't look like God and that is what we don't love. When that dislike or disapproval becomes overarching, then not only do we not love ourselves, we almost hate ourselves. We don't like the angry part of ourselves, the bitter part of ourselves, the resentful part of ourselves, the part of ourselves that have a short fuse, that won't forgive, that won't let the past go, the jealous part, and the list goes on and on and on. There are so many qualities about ourselves that are unlike God. And every time we allow those characteristics to have dominion in our life, we give less power to the God-like qualities in us. So the love we have for ourselves diminishes until it almost fades away. How can we change those things so that our outer selves and inner selves begin to reflect God, thereby allowing us to love ourselves more? If we are truly committed to changing ourselves, then we must first be willing to identify the aspect of ourselves that are not like God. What do we find in ourselves or about ourselves that should not be? Or what about ourselves is causing harm to others? Sometimes looking in the mirror and doing a self-evaluation is one of the hardest things we can do. But in order for true change to come, it must be done. The first thing we have to do is use the right measuring stick. So many times we're trying to live up to the world's measurements of who we should be or what we should look like. But if we're going to love like God, then we should live like God desires us to live. Our only measure of who we should be needs to come from God's word. If you want to truly love who you are and who you have the potential to be, then you should measure yourself by what God has already said about you. Psalms 139 told you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and marvelous are the Lord's works. While we are all made in his image, God took the time to fashion you uniquely because he knew that you had something unique to offer to the world. 
You should be determined to love who you are simply because there is no one else like you. Don't let anyone or anything hold you hostage in dislike or disregard for yourself because you don't believe that you are worthy of God's love or worthy of the love of yourself. Often we believe what the world says about us only to find that the love from the world is temporal and constantly changing. The love we have from God is agape and unconditional. The love we have for ourselves needs to mirror that love. We must measure ourselves against the word of God and not against other people so that our love for ourselves comes from God and not from the world. If we are dependent upon the world's compass, we will never measure up and our love for ourselves will never be complete. That love has to be a direct reflection of God's love for us. So take the assessment. Do you believe God loves you completely and unconditionally? Do you love yourself just as you are? with the potential to be who God desires you to be? Or are you struggling to believe God loves you and doubting your own love for yourself? It is so important for us to be honest with ourselves about love because love is such a guiding principle in our life. It helps to determine our self-worth and what we believe we offer others and the world in terms of value. What do you mean to those around you? What value are you bringing to the selective groups you are a part of and what is your worth to them? What is your value to yourself? If you don't know your own personal value, then those around you will never be clear about what you bring to the table and the value you have. You will always feel as if you're being taken advantage of and being taken for granted. The truth is though, is that you came to the table undercutting yourself and you only have yourself to blame. You may think I'm talking about self-esteem and how you feel about yourself at any given moment, which points back to the love you have for yourself. But I'm really discussing your self-worth. Self-esteem describes your thoughts and your feelings about yourself in any given moment and is usually based on your judgments in that moment. People with low self-esteem walk around less confident and aren't able to make decisions wisely because they tend to second guess themselves. Self-worth, however, is a more global and more stable form of self-esteem that comes from knowing and believing in yourself as a person. Self-worth is determined through core beliefs and is more consistent rather than temporal. Your self-worth doesn't change depending on the circumstances because you realize that who you are is just as valuable regardless of what is happening around you. True love for God and for yourself helps to build a foundation for true self-worth. So many people look to improve their self-esteem and that's okay, but the focus really should be improving their self-worth. You need to know who you are and whose you are. Your love for yourself will translate into an intrinsic value of what you are worth. Once you are confident in these areas, it will be very difficult for anyone to break the barriers you have erected around your core being. So here are five tips to building your self-worth. Number one, don't look outside of yourself for validation. No one can give you self-worth. You were created by the creator, and that is validation alone. 
you're still here. That is validation alone. No one else has to give their stamp of approval. Be confident in who God created you to be. Number two, increase your self-compassion and be kind to yourself. We often talk about extending grace to others, but we really need to extend grace to ourselves. I'm talking to myself. We are going to make mistakes and missteps, and that's okay. In season four, we discuss practicing the fruits of the spirit toward ourselves. We need to remember that daily and be kind and compassionate to ourselves instead of berating and being hard on ourselves. Number three, separate what you do from who you are. This is huge. Your occupation, your hobby, your day-to-day -day is not who you are as a person. There are people who won't leave their jobs because they have defined themselves by what they do. Who you are as a person is so much bigger than just what you do. Learn the difference and don't feel worthless if you stop doing something. You still have value. Number four, stop competing and comparing and start connecting. There's only one you, and we've told you before, you're only in competition with yourself. Don't think of the people in your race or your circle as competitors. Think of them as someone you can connect with to learn from and to glean from while on this journey. Competitions drain us, connections enhance us. Number five, be more positive. This seems like simple advice, but it is very hard to put it into practice. You need to wake up every day with the intention to be positive, to think positive, to act positive, to have a positive mindset. Having a positive mindset translates into thinking a positive life. Obstacles can be opportunities when you have a positive perspective. Even your most difficult seasons can be seasons of growth when you're determined to believe that God is working everything for your good. Negativity literally will kill you, but positivity can be life-changing. You have so much value and your self-worth can only be enhanced when you make a conscious decision to love who you are and to understand the depth of who you have the potential to be. No matter who you are, I can't reiterate that you have so much self-worth. I can't create self-worth in you. You must believe it for yourself and you must choose to operate it on a daily basis so that others can be aware of it and hopefully make a decision to also walk in their self-love and self-worth. I told you how much I love Kirk Franklin. Well, Charnel and I also love Whitney Houston. And like everyone else, when we sang along to her records, we thought we sounded just like her. Of course we didn't, but one can always hope. Among her many hits, one song always resonated with me and the words went something like this. I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, at least I'll live as I believe. No matter what they take from me, they can't take away my dignity because the greatest love of all is happening to me. I found the greatest love of all inside of me. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve. Learning to love yourself, it is the greatest love of all.
Whether you're starting today or starting over today, my prayer is that you learn to love yourself and learn that you are worth it because it really is the greatest love of all. And seeing you operate in your full self-worth will be really, really great to watch. It's May, which means it's commencement season. And I love the word commencement because it means beginning. And anything that signals beginning means fresh start. Congratulations to my cousins, Daylin, Kai, Ariana, and Brianna as they prepare to graduate from high school and commence their journey. Congratulations to any of you who may also be commencing a new journey. Let us all remember that greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. And because of this, we can all have the greatest love of all. I am so excited for your fresh start journey. And before you go, I love to pray for you. God, thank you so much that you are love and that every day you express your agape love for us. Help us to achieve the very greatest love of all. I can't wait to share this season five with you and to experience this fresh start summer. Make sure that you catch me next week, same day, same time, and make sure that you're always connected with me on social media so that I can learn just as much about you as you're learning about me. I always love you for watching. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.ascministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus as your personal savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.